Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Welcome to the Seven Nation Podcast here on podcast. That's like an old that my that's my old East East Coast <laughs> coming back there, Brian. Um, this is the Seven Nation Podcast here on yourprepsports.com. As I'm blabbering away, Ryan's actually writing things down and prepping for this podcast, which I have no idea. Uh, I have no direction, so hopefully he'll be able to give us direction here. Uh, we'll talk about baseball and softball today. Last week we focused a little bit more on softball. We won't we won't uh, uh, avoid softball this week, but we're going to start with baseball and then put softball in the back end. Softball pairings have come out for the postseason, and that comes up first before baseball. Uh, but some big baseball, especially in our area, the next couple of weeks with uh, city and west. Um, we're recording this, by the way, on Wednesday, June the 30th at 1225 Central Time, City and West uh, tomorrow and Friday. And then I believe it is uh, West and Liberty next week. So uh, some important games coming up, Brian. And, and for both sports, we're kind of getting down to uh, uh, the important time of the season. Yeah. And if like we obviously I've mentioned this before, but the two of us, you know, we like it when our area teams play one another to be able to watch a couple of our area teams. But um, those matchups you just mentioned, I mean, West baseball is playing really well right now. They just swept Prairie uh, on Monday uh, impressively. Um, Prairie's 23 and five after that. So, you know, it ranked fourth in the state. So they're playing really well. Then that home and home Thursday and Friday with city is a big, you know, that's a big, stretch big two games um you know in the mvc and then you mentioned it next week west and liberty have their home and home um you know and it's been fun because we've had a lot of those lately and those are kind of the rivalries but you know we we watched uh solon and clear creek on monday in a similar game solon and regina play tonight in their their second non-conference game of the season they usually do a home and home they're at solon tonight solon won at regina earlier um and then there's some other just good baseball matchups in the next uh, the rest of this week, early next week before we get to the postseason. Rob Urbandale uh, comes to City next week. Um, you know, Liberty High and Regina play. West High and Solon play. Solon plays Xavier in a in a non-conference game, but a potential preview of what could be 
that district final, um, what probably should be that district final, Washington and Clear Creek and Manaplay, Liberty High and West High I mentioned. But so, yeah, I mean, th there's a bunch of really good baseball, even after some of the conference races wrap up here next week. Um, some of those non-conference games to end the season should be really good. And there's still, you know, those conference races are still up for grabs too. Um, next Monday will be a big one for, for Liberty uh, West and Valley or in city in the, in the Valley. Um, and there's a lot of good Walmack doubleheaders, you know, Solon goes to Marion um, that will on Thursday, that will probably decide the, the Walmack East. So I'm rambling a little bit here now as I look at my schedule, but there's just a bunch of really good baseball left uh, on the schedule here in the next two weeks. And then, and that's before we even get into the postseason, which is what we'll talk about a little bit today when it really gets exciting, but the, the regular, the end of the regular season, these next two weeks should be, should be fantastic. Yeah. I thought I, I, I think I was there for four or five innings on Monday uh, for Solon uh, playing host to Clear Creek that the, the four or five innings I saw, which went usually I'll go out and people don't know this, but I'll, I'll try to get every, you know, everybody in the lineup at least once uh, while they're at, you know, at the, at the plate, but that game was going so, was so well played and went, was going so quickly. I ended up making it for four or five innings um, just cause I was like, I was entertained. And uh, yeah. I thought um, Jim White and uh, McSweeney were going to strangle their players for taking so many strikes, but the clear Creek pitcher was really, really throwing well. And uh, that those were games that could have gone either way. Solon gets the sweep, but uh, both really good teams. I thought. Yeah. They that was a really well, that was one of the better played double headers that I've covered all year. Um, two to one in the first game. Um, Brock Reed pitched really, really well for Clear Creek. Obviously, Drew Turner was excellent for Solon. And then the second game was ended up 5 2. Uh, excuse me. Ended up 5 2, but was 2 0 clear. Solon, you know, swept it, but was 2 0 Clear Creek into the sixth. Um, and, and again, really well pitched Brady Jawark and Sam Young both pitched really well. So it was just a really well played doubleheader. Um, you know, guys putting the ball in play and, and guys making play clear Creek and man, made some fantastic plays, uh, in that second game. It was just, it was a really well played doubleheader. And again, both those teams, we'll talk about the postseason stuff, but I, I can see both those teams, you know, the, this sport, we talk about it all the time, but it really changes in the postseason. Um, you know, you, you're going to use one or two pitchers. Um, you know, maybe, maybe three pitchers, um, but to, to get to the state tournament. So it just, the game really changes. Um, unlike any, unlike any other sport, right. Where it can change so much based on, on who you're putting out there. So it kind of tightens up as far as the games get in more intense. You're playing the one game, not the double header, all those things, but also you're seeing, better play because you're seeing only the the top couple pitchers so um we can jump into that rob but those are you know clear creek and Solon watching that that had kind of had a playoff feel to it as far as yeah. the level of play um and, and again the, it, that all starts with the pitching but i can see both those teams going far in the postseason uh for different reasons but we can kind of talk about that more you want to jump into some postseason yeah Stuff? absolutely um so the pairings are not out yet, but they've got groupings, correct? 
if that's yeah, the correct they, terminology. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. <laughs> I think they say assignments on the assignments, page. Right? Okay. I was just telling Rob before we jumped on, I always call them groupings, but the districts, the district slash substates are set and, and we don't need to have our whole conversation about which is which. Although it, it does kind of make sense here where in 3A and 4A, they're, they're called substates in those. And that makes sense because these are the games to go to state. You, you get six teams in a 4A substate, eight teams in a 3A substate. They play those out. The winner of those brackets goes to the state tournament. In 2A, they start with districts because there's 16 of them. So you win your district uh, in 2A, you know, which we only have 2A teams. But in, in, in 2A, you win your 16 district, you win that bracket, you play another district winner in a sub-state game. So as much as I make fun of it, these actually make sense, Rob, if you want to call them sub-states because, you know, it's sub-state. It's the game mm-hmm. to go to state. So anyway, um, just as long as we don't start talking about softball right now where they <laughs> call them regionals. But anyway, um, yeah, so we can kind of jump into that. I've, I've really been kind of digging into it now. We have the groups. We know who's together. Um, those will be seated, and, and the brackets will be out soon because um, these get these get going here. And I found them. I found them on varsity bound, so now I can follow along with your discussion. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start with four A, Rob, um, which I think are. I mean, there's interesting ones all the way through. But the, the, our three 4A teams, um, City West and Liberty, all separated. And, and just, so people, just so people know, the, the way 4A does it with these six-team substates is everybody plays that opening round. Uh, so you, you, you play, you know, they're seated and one, one and six, two and five, three and four. And then the highest remaining seed gets a bye to the final and, and there's, you know, the other two teams play in the semifinal. Um, it's kind of the opposite when you think, you know, normally in the postseason you get a buy to, to the quarters and then you play, play, play. Right. Um, and the way they do it is everybody plays. And, and I would assume, um, and I mean, I guess I've never asked this, but the, I, I shouldn't say I assume the big advantage there is you play and then you have the time off. So, it's a bigger advantage in baseball being that high seed and getting the buy in the second round, because if you're the one seed, you can use the same guy. You can bring the same guy back, the mm-hmm. same pitcher back. So, um, you know, West did it a couple of years ago with Marcus Morgan and he started both games. Um, so that's, that's really the advantage of being that, being that high seed is, is being able to use that, that same guy in both games if you so choose. But anyway, um, these are really interesting. Rob, as you get into them, we'll start. It's it's if you're you know following along at home or following along like Rob is, West High is in Substate Three, Liberty in Substate Four, City High in Substate Six. So we'll just start. We'll just start at three. But geographic, West, ge- geographically interesting. This four A. Well, three. They're and, all and, interesting geographically. <laughs> they're all interesting with the team. I mean, they really are. And, and yeah. I'm just talking about these three. But I spent some time. I looked at them immediately when they came out, glanced at them, and I really dug into it more because, again, in baseball, you look at who has one one really good pitcher, who has maybe two really good pitchers, and then also you kind of start looking at who could be the one, you know, just kind of the paths. Um, these records are all of this morning, you know, based on varsity bounds. But looking at West, Rob, they're playing really well. They they had a lot of guys this year, a, a major, 
I mean, they brought back very few guys that had had a ton of varsity at bats or varsity playing time. Um, last year was obviously a shortened season, but even without that, I mean, they just, they lost a lot of guys even from last year's team. Um, so they didn't have a lot of varsity at bats. They're playing much better. Um, you can see that when you go through their schedule, um, but they're 16 and 10. And you, when you look at the rest of the teams in here, it's just, it's very even. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take out a, you take out a Waterloo East, who's the clear six seed in this at four and 28. And, you know, Prairie's 23 and five ranked fourth. Um, you know, West just swept them. You know, so and, and again, four of their losses are to the city or to say high and West. I was, right? was going to mention city and West <laughs> have both swept them and, and both convincingly really. And then you look at what they've done there. I mean, city didn't allow a run in that doubleheader and gave up four hits in, in West, you know, I think it, nine, three, maybe in the, oh, I, I, I don't have the scores in front of me, but um, you can find that roundup on your prep sports and read a little bit more about it. But anyway, you know, West is in line here for probably a two, um, or three, it's 16 and 10. Urbandale is, is the one that, that got slid in here. Uh, you know, it's all Valley teams. It's mm-hmm. Iowa city, West Cedar falls, Prairie, Waterloo East, Waterloo West. And so they group the three Northern, um, Valley teams together, Cedar falls, Waterloo East, Waterloo West. You have West high and Prairie, which are actually two of the most, two of the southernmost you know, with, with the other Iowa city teams, mm-hmm. um, Prairie is kind of a natural grouping geographically. And obviously they, they separated them as the, as the clear one seed, I guess, in their minds, which, which would make sense. I mean, mm-hmm. body of work, right. West swept them, yep. but certainly at 23 and five and verse 16 and 10, the clear one. And then after that, I mean, Cedar falls is 12 and 14, Rob Urbandale 15 and 13 in probably you have to say the best conference, right? I mean, yep. If you look at recent history, the CIML has done extremely well. And Waterloo West is 13 and 11. So really, the meat of that is, I mean, the, the, a clear one and a clear six. And then the seeding gets interesting in that way. And not just the seeding, but the games. Um, I mean, and, and again, as I said, you know, West just beat Prairie too. And, yeah. and has a, obviously, as we've mentioned throughout the year, has a top-end pitcher. Urbandale has a couple good senior pitchers at the top of their staff. They'll be a tough out in this. They're the kind of, they're the team that I'd kind of say, you know, watch, watch out for them a little bit. I think they could be at 15 and 13 and, and unranked, maybe kind of the, the sleeper you, in this, but really said, interesting. You said Urbandale comes over here to play city. They're there with West. Oh, they oh. do come over. Sorry. They do come over to play city in a non-conference game next week. I think they, okay. sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah. No, that's, that should have been more clear. West High can scout that game. Yeah. And I mean, that's a, that's a non-conference game, obviously, Rob. But at the same time, the way the baseball schedule falls, that's after um, – that's those games at the end of the year where teams fill it in to stay sharp before mm-hmm. districts. You don't know when you're going to play. So that's not necessarily like a, one of those games that you, that you won't have um, – that they couldn't conceivably throw one of their – you know, main three guys. I don't know what Urbandale's schedule is like. Obviously, you could jump on varsity bound and look at it, but that's the first one we talk about, and it's really interesting. It's really intriguing to me. Um, not just the seeding, and, and we'll see all that ahead of time. But um, but the games. I mean, that's a lot of you know. That's that should be a lot of really evenly played, very good baseball games. I mean, if you look at and again, nobody yell at me. I have no idea what's going to happen. Obviously, but if I seeded that thing, 
and then play and then played the games, you would assume that you have a, a final three in that of Prairie, West High, and Urbandale. You know, Cedar Falls, quite good. You know, has, has played good games against all of our area teams. Uh, Waterloo West, not a bad team, certainly. Um, but, you know, that's that would be conceivably West High and Urbandale playing a semifinal uh, to play Prairie in the final. And then one mm-hmm. of those two teams playing Prairie in the final. That's a really good, that's a yeah, really good strong um, 3A, or excuse me, 4A substate moving over to four rob with liberty um number two pv is the the obvious second ranked pv is the obvious one seed here um but again it's it's similar muscatine 16 and 9 liberty 15 and 10 cedar rapids kennedy is a you know a team that's been in and out of the rankings this year always good exceptionally good program exceptionally well coached team always um 17 and 10 and then um, Linmar and Jefferson. Linmar's eleven and seventeen. Jeff's three and twenty-five. In uh, kind of a rare down year for Jeff. Um, but looking at this one, Pleasant Valley's—it's been—they've been interesting this year. Um, they kind of saw what had happened to them in the postseason the last couple of years, and they really loaded up their non-conference. Rob, I mean, they've tried to play a, a, a real a ranked team, a really good team in the in the non every one of their those, you know, Wednesday, non Thursday, non-conference games um, played city high city high uh, beat them uh, last week played West high. That was two to zero. But what they've done this year is they've kind of done it opposite. If you go back and look at a lot of these, they have thrown their main guys in these non-conference games um, consistently throughout the year, kind of trying to get those games that stand out this time of year when you're, getting put in assignments and or when you're getting put, you know, when you're seating uh, and it's worked out well for them. Obviously they have two, they only have two losses. So uh, they're really good. I saw them last year when they played Liberty. I uh, in the sub-state final, they are a really solid team. Some of the year before that as well at the state tournament um, against West high. So they're really good. They're the team to beat here, not make bones about that. But like I said, if you look at the rest of the way, um, as I did with the first one, you're probably talking about a Kennedy, Liberty, Muscatine, those three, two of those three, the other teams in the final four, depending on the seating here. Two of those teams playing each other to, to play Pleasant Valley is, again, really that's a really solid um, 4A substate, Rob, because Muscatine, uh, Liberty, obviously, and Kennedy are all really solid teams. Um, so that one will be interesting to watch, too. I you know, if you look at it now and there's still, t- there's still games left, obviously um, you're probably slotting Linmar or excuse me, you're probably slotting Liberty and Muscatine in that three, four opening round game, which is a, which is a heck of a game. Mm-hmm. And then in six, this, this one is all, this one is maybe the most interesting in a way. Seventh ranked city high is your, is your one here. Um Burlington 17 and five beat city in a non-conference game last week uh, at, at Burlington. And then you have a Tumwa who's 25 and five Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Davenport North nine and 15 Davenport central 11 and 13 and, and Cedar Rapids Washington seven and 21. So the difference here in this one is you have three kind of clear, you know, you have your one, two, three set, you have your three, four, five set, um, but more set than the other two. But this one, Rob, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Again, you're looking at, you know, a Burlington and Tumwa game probably to, to play City. 
Um, but I don't know a lot about those teams. Burlington obviously was, was beat city in a midweek game impressively. Uh, so I don't know this one, this one intrigues me. And then you throw the geography in this one too, with a little quad cities, a little Iowa city, uh, Ottumwa, Burlington. So this one is interesting, Rob. So I'm looking at varsity bound. It's got Ottumwa as the one and city as the two right now. Um, how are they going to differentiate that? I don't know. Because you said I mean, the, the one has a, has an, has an, a, quite a bit of an advantage don't they yeah have these been i i might have missed that i looked this morning um when i did all this or actually i think it was last night um yeah i don't know 15 and 0 in their conference i don't know what they're i mean my guess is city has played a tougher schedule yeah i mean almost certainly and i should look at i can pull up a tumble i'm pulling Um, up a tumble schedule right now they beat they let's see Atumwa, bah, 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 bah. yeah, they've won quite a few in a row, but it's against the Des Moines public schools. Um, they split with Urbandale, split with Indianola, split so with Waukee. They've certainly had some had some uh, games against quality opponents. Yeah, that's interesting. Be- they would put is Atumwa ranked. They're, they weren't this week in the um, Coaches Association poll. I, again, this is the one that maybe has the most intrigue to me. I have, like, I keep saying interesting and using all these terms. This one is just very, this one is tough for me to read, Rob. I don't, I mean, again, it's, it's teams that I haven't seen nearly as much over the last couple of years, don't know as much about. I'm going to be looking at this more, obviously, in the, in the next you know, once we get everything kind of settled. Um, but I'm very intrigued by, by both uh, Atoma and Burlington. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I looked at Burlington a little bit after they beat, excuse me, after they beat City High last week. And they, beat, they won that game 11-4. Again, non-conference game, but, um, you, know, you know, they split with Muscatine, um, beat Bettendorf, who's, who's having a little bit of a down year. But, um, you know, they've played some, played some Mac teams. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm intrigued. by. It'll be by interesting to see if like the Atumwas and the City Highs throw their number one in that first round. When you're playing a team, you should probably beat. You, you could speak to that better than I can. You hold your, got your number one back? I, I mean, it's <laughs> – that's <laughs> the conversation I mean, you can have beat. in baseball at all <laughs> levels, starting at like, you know, as yeah. soon as you start having kids pitch – all the way up until to high school or college or whatever. It's just, you know, I feel like more and more and more and more, like more every year guys do it where, you know, the, you, you put your one out there the first game and, and there's pitch count and all these things. And you yeah. maybe try to get a lead and get those guys out when they can, you know, keep them under, you know, 20 pitches, 30 pitches, 40 pitches, you know, I mean, if right. you take care of business and they pitch two innings and it's six zero and then, you know, you take them, but it's just, everybody's got a different philosophy on that, you know, and um, it's interesting too, because if, if you feel like you have the best team, which I think city high probably feels like they have the best team in that, mm-hmm. you've earned that, then you say, Hey, you know, we can win this game. You, you put him out there because you're confident in all your guys, but you know, it's, it's the difference too. How do you feel about your two? You know, how do you feel about your three? I, 
I don't know. That's why I, that's why I'm talking about it instead of coaching Rouse. But <laughs> it'll be interesting. You know, I mean, some of these teams that maybe feel like, I shouldn't say that. I should say, what's your, what's your philosophy? Is it, you know, we'd love to get our kids the experience of, of making a sub-state final, or are you just like, if we don't make it to state, all is lost kind of thing, you know, because yeah. you might say, you might say our best chance is to roll the dice in game one. Cause we, you know, we don't feel like we can beat this team in the second or third game if we don't have, you know, our number one guy, but you also can't play that game if you don't get past the first one. <laughs> right. It's, it's such a great debate to have with coaches and you look great if you win them all either way that you do it, or, you know, especially if you roll the dice, but it can backfire too. So um, that'll be all, all three of those. There's games that I'll be watching, you know, that, that I'm curious about because uh, all three of them, I feel like kind of have those wild card type teams where you don't really know. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, like an Urbandale is a little bit different. They have, you know, the, the, you know, a couple games over 500, but I feel like they're probably a really good team. They've had a ton of success, you know, winning state championships in the last four or five years, premier program. Um, then you have like a, a Muscatine in that, in, in with Liberty high and Substate four. And then like an Atuma who has the good record, um, you know, in Substate six and in even Burlington to that degree at 17 and five, that I just personally don't know that much about. So it'd be interesting to see how, how they, you know, come out of those, but that's just, that's just three Rob. Um, and I think we have some really potentially good matchups. And I think honestly, for all of our area teams in those three, I should say, I think they've, I think they got good draws. And like I, we talked about this in football and basketball, they're not all going to be ones, you know, or not all ones, but I think they got good draws in the sense that they're in good spots for the type of season that they've had. Right. Um, I think West High, West High for the type of season it had, you know, they get in a district where the, the one seed is a team that they've swept. I mean, how can you ask for a better situation for that when, you, when you're 16 and 10, right? I mean, I think that's a good situation for them, similar with Liberty High. I mean, they're, they're in there with Pleasant Valley. I mean, you could say that that's, that's a bad situation. But look, when you're 15 and 10, you're not going to avoid, you know, you're not going to be in a, in a sub-state without a really good team. Um, and so that there's kind of that they've seen them before. There's a little bit of familiarity. They played them last year. I don't think they're going to be intimidated by them. Um, and then city high, same thing. I mean, city high put itself in a situation where they could get a one seat or be in that situation. And, you know, that's where they're at. So I think they all have good draws. I, I really, I, I really mean that again, for what they've done. Uh, I think all three of those four, a teams have put themselves in, are going to put themselves in good situations uh, to win postseason games, Rob. You want to hop over to 3A? 3A, uh, 3A uh, what is, are these districts again? Sorry, I already forgot. No, these are, these are substates. substates. So, these are so 3A, substate 4. Yep, 4 is Clear Creek. And this one is, I mean, I haven't looked that closely at every 3A one, so somebody could come back at me and tell me that I'm wrong. This is probably the best one Looks that, I, that I've looked at because CCA at 11 and 12, I've seen them several times. They're, they're, they're good. And they have a real ace in Brock Reed, who was an all-stater last year. He's, I mean, he's, he's very good. Like we saw that, you know, Monday against Solon, who not just a Solon, a ranked team that's 20 and seven, but what they do exceptionally well at the 3A level is hit the ball. 
Um, they have a really good lineup and, you know, I think they had four or five hits in, in two runs off, off Brock. So he's a lot he's of called strikes too. So he's doing something out there that really he, has hitters he on changed, their heels. He changes speed, but I think, you know, he's left-handed and he's got a little bit of deception. We talked about this last year, I'm sure. And, and not on the, we weren't potting then, but I talked to people about it last. He's just got a little bit of deception um, as well, but he's quite good. Um, but Clear Creek's not at 11 and 12. And then you have um, Assumption, who is 18 and 11. Forget about the record. They're ranked third. It's Assumption baseball. They're going to be good. They're always good. Um, they're talented, well-coached, all those things. Like They're, they're a, a perennial state tournament team. Um, they're really good. Central DeWitt, kind of the same way the last couple of years. They're ranked eighth. They're 15 and 10. Both those teams are in the MAC, so they're in that – um, 3A school playing a 4A schedule, you kind of throw out the, you know, the, the wins and losses a little bit with them because of the level of competition they play. And then Fort Madison uh, is ranked 10th this week in the Coaches Association, our Baseball Coaches Association rankings. They're 17 and 4. Rob, I can't tell you anything about them. Um, I, don't, I don't know, but they're 17 and 4. I mean, at any level, you're 17 and 4 in baseball, uh, you're doing something right. Because like we talked about before, you know, it's easy to drop a game here and there. But so that's three, three top 10 teams by the Coaches Association poll. And then you have a, a Clear Creek at 11 and 12, a Washington who's 12 and 7. Um, so, I mean, you have five of those teams that are all in the way Clear Creek schedule goes. I mean, I, I expect them to be over 500 by the time we start playing postseason games. So, you, I mean, you look at that, you've got, you know, three ranked teams, five teams that are right at 500 or over 500. Um, and then Fairfield seven and 12, Keokuk two and 20 and Mount Pleasant five and 15 rounded out. But that is a really, really good, uh, sub sub state Rob. Um, you know, and it'll be really tough for, for Clear Creek to get out of that. But I mean, that's a, like I said, at the start of this, watching them play against Solon, um, they've got a couple guys at the front end of their rotation that are, that are good. They're going to have to play really good baseball. They're they're obviously really well coached, but that's a that's a really loaded substate, Rob. Three A substate five, Ryan Solon at the top of that one currently with Xavier at the two and Pella at the three. This is this has got Solon Xavier uh, substate final game to go to state written all over it, and it's baseball and things can happen, but. That should be the matchup here. I, I feel confident saying that. I feel like anybody else that looks at that is going to feel confident saying that. And uh, I saw Xavier last Friday up at Mount Mercy against City High. Uh, I've seen Solon several times. That that would be a game that I would try to go to. <laughs> I mean, not just me. I mean, like, that's a game that if that is the sub-state final, I would recommend that if you, if you like baseball that you get out and go watch that one. Um, Xavier's always really well coached um they this is not a this is not a knock on them watch i'll say this and they'll come out and <laughs> pound out 25 hits they don't hit it quite as well as their teams i've seen them you know almost every year because they're always good so i always end up watching them play city west or liberty and i don't know if they hit it quite as well um they don't bang it around the park you know we've talked about that with city high there's nothing wrong with that they don't have maybe the big bats um or the, or the stats one through nine, um, they don't, they're not going to bang it around as much as they have in the past. That's maybe more of a compliment to how well they've hit it, especially last year. I mean, their lineup really could, could do some damage, but 
Rob, the way that they play defense, run the bases, pitch, they're really good. I was really impressed by them Friday. And then Solon is just, I mean, it's a, it's a Keith McSweeney coached Solon team. I mean, they're, they're getting, they've gotten better. They were always good. They really hit the ball one through nine. I mean, you look at their averages up and down their lineup. Some of the guys that they bat, you know, seven, eight, nine, they really have some pop all throughout the lineup. A couple of really good guys uh, in the top four spots. They can score runs. They, they play good defense. And their pitching is really – I don't want to make it sound like, it, like it's been bad at all, but I feel like it's really gotten better. I was really impressed by um, Drew Turner and Brady Jawark, who are you know, really their three and four guys. Uh, I was really impressed with the way they threw against Clear Creek. Uh, just a lot of strikes, you know, really in control, uh, switching up pitches. Uh, I was very impressed by those guys. And then, you know, Braden Rickardson and Blake Timmons have kind of settled into their, their one, two role. So I, I mean, again, that should be the final. That's two ranked teams. I think Solon's six this week, Xavier's seven this week. That's the final uh, in my mind, Carlisle's 12 and 14, Pelle 11 and 13. Um, don't know that much about those teams, but I would certainly imagine it's those two playing for a trip to go to state. And, and I think they're both state tournament type teams. So that's what you're going to get, you know, in, in those, you're not going to, you're not going to play games to go to the state tournament in this state um, without against somebody that's not good. That's just, that's just the way that it is. It's hard to get there. Who do we have left? We've got what Regina and West branch to talk about. Correct. Yeah, Regina, Regina and West branch in, in uh two way, West Branch 2A District 10, Regina 2A District 11. And in those, um, so you win those, you play a, you play a sub-state final. These are 16 districts. Um, and I, I do have this one pulled up. But so if you, they would be in District 10, West Branch would get the District 9 winner. Okay. Uh, which if I had to guess right now, you're probably looking at, like a Dyersville Beckman, um, that District Nine is Anamosa, Beckman, Bellevue, Cascade, uh, Clayton Ridge, and Northeast. So, and then in District Eleven, which is what Regina's in, um, you know, if they would win that, you're looking at a District Twelve winner. That the sixteen District Twelve is Cardinal, uh, Central Lee, Davis County, Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont, Pekin, and Van Buren. So. But we'll talk about those districts here a little bit. Um, first in, in 10, West Branch. Um, tough week for West Branch, swept by Durant, who's also in this district, and then, and then lost one to Williamsburg last night, who's with Regina in, in District 11. They lost to Williamsburg up at uh, Mount Mercy in a game that was supposed to be at Vets in Cedar Rapids, the Colonel Stadium, and was wet, so moved it to Mount Mercy. But uh, this is a tough this is a tough, we talked about it with the 3A, but this is a tough 2A district. Comanche and Durant, uh, both 15 and 5. Durant, state tournament team last year, state tournament type team this year. They've got some good arms to front of their rotation. Um, and then this one's real, this is uh, RBC heavy. It's all RBC. Tipton's 5 and 18, West Branch 4 and 19, West Liberty 7 and 11, and Wilton 9 and 8. And so, um, you know, that's, you've got the familiarity. It's, it can be good. It can be bad. Um, you know, and especially in this, you know, with Durant, Tipton, West Liberty, Wilden, all South division teams with West Branch, I mean, you're going to have seen all a bunch of those teams twice. So you're going to have seen a lot of their pitching. Uh, who knows? 
I mean, I don't say that like, like badly, but you know, is the familiarity good? Is it bad? Cause they've yeah. seen you too. So in baseball, sometimes I, I, I don't, I don't know which way it goes, but, and then in the 11, Regina's 10 and 10 um, in district 11 and mid Prairie is the, is the class of that district. You know, I feel safe saying that they're very good. They're 15 and five. Uh, it's interesting. If, when you look on this at varsity down right now, they've got Mediapolis, Mid Prairie, and Williamsburg at number one. They're all number one. Regina and West Burlington at four, and then the Wiser Muscatine at six. So I was going to say, I mean, Mid Prairie, the class of this, but this one is, you know, Williamsburg at 15 and 10. That's in the WAMAC, uh, which is pretty solid this year. Um, and then Mediapolis at 15 and eight. So it's, it's a tough, again, it's a tough one. Um, the Wise Muscatine, seven and nine. West Burlington's 10 and nine, too. So as it sits right now, as it sits right now, you got, you know, four teams, excuse me, five teams at or above 500, Rob, and one team, two games under. Yep. So, I mean, you know, just conversely against, you know, compared to 10, which I also think is a pretty solid district um, with Comanche, Durant, and then Wilton, who's nine and eight, but is, again, a really good program. Um, but that one has three teams, you know, more than four games under under 500. So a tough draw for Regina, which is 10 and 10. But you know, Regina always challenges, itself, challenges, challenges itself uh, with its non-conference schedule, you know, the Solons and, and, you know, Clear Creeks and teams like that. So they'll be up for it. They've been playing much better of late as well. Uh, again, not they're playing poorly, but. Uh, got some good pitching. Have gotten some good pitching lately. I was impressed by them the night I saw them. Swung the bats pretty well. So, um, be interesting to see how both these two get seeded out within the districts. But tough roads, tough roads for for a lot of our area teams. Um, as we, you know, again, it sounds kind of crazy, but within a couple of weeks, we'll be we'll be fully into postseason mode for baseball. Rob, it's kind of. I feel I always feel like it's come and gone so quickly, which. <laughs> It's partly because it does. I mean, these seasons are fast in the summer. It's Memorial Day to the 4th of July, really. Yeah. And softball's coming even quicker. Yep. We can flip we can over get there into that and too. do a little bit of this before we get out of here. Um, I know there's some senior nights for softball this week, so good, uh, good time to go out if you haven't been out to, to uh, pay tribute and honor uh, those kids that have uh, – played through the summers and, you know, we're the first kids that kind of got back into a competition last yeah. summer um, when, when things were a little bit dicey for everybody in the country. So um, good to see them being honored. Let's start with uh, the five A's, Ryan. Yeah. For softball, there's two themes, Rob, and, and I'm not going to go through the whole brackets. The brackets are out for these. So you can get on the state association, you can get on varsity bound, you can see the brackets, you can see exactly, not exactly who you're going to play if you keep winning, obviously, but you can see exactly who's matched up, the records, all that stuff. So we won't go through it. I'm just going to hit on a couple, couple themes. Up, split up the Iowa City publics again, it's, like baseball. It's a lot like baseball where all the you know, City, Liberty, West all split. In fact, all of our teams are split, except for, you know, because we have two 2A teams, two 3A mm -hmm. teams, and, you know, in baseball, three 4A teams. In softball, two 4As, or excuse me, three 5As, a 4A, a 3A, two 2As. And West Branch and Regina are together in 2A. But the, the two themes are, for the bigger schools, for the 4As, 
um, Clear Creek, and then for the five A's, rematches, Rob, and then for the smaller schools, tough, tough draws. I mean, I talked about the baseball teams, a couple of our baseball teams having tough ones. And I'm, I mean, we have, I will say this. I'm not, I'm not counting any of our teams out because we've talked about this a lot in softball, the talent that's in our area that we've covered and we've seen these teams, I'm not counting them out. So nobody come at me and say that because I'm, you know, we're still going to be at these. And I think there's, I think our teams have some upsets in them, but they will be upsets this year just because of the draws. Um, in two A regional seven, um, West Branch and, and Regina are both in there, both playing well and both really solid teams. Um, would both get matchups with third ranked Louisa Muscatine um, if they would, you know, continue to win? West Branch opens with North Cedar. They would play Louisa Muscatine in a quarter. West Branch, or excuse me, Regina opens with Pekin at home, and then if the Wise Must team would beat West Branch or the West Branch North Cedar winner would see the Falcons in the semis. And they are very good uh, and have been for a while and have some really good individual talent. Uh, they're just tough, Rob. I've seen them multiple times throughout the years, tournaments, postseason, et cetera. They're really good. Um, Regina and West Branch have both pulled quote unquote upsets in the softball postseason in recent years. Um, West Branch beat Regina a couple of years ago in what was a really big upset. But, you know, going back a ways, Regina always a little – I mean, they're unranked right now at 14 and 11. Um, and some teams they've beat are ranked in 2A. I feel like they're always a little under – all the way back to the John Protzman state tournament teams that I covered, state champion teams I covered. I feel like always a little undervalued in 2A annually um, and put it together and play well at the end of the year. Um, so, I mean – Again, I'm excited to watch those. I think they can play with anybody as they've shown with, with you know, beating teams like Solon, playing the 5A teams they've played. But there's no, there's no doubt that they have a, a challenging draw. Um, same with Solon. In 3A7, um, they get number one assumption, presumably, um, in the final. Again, those are 18 brackets. So that would be the final that they would meet them. But um, assumption's really good and has been for a long time. I mean, they've kind of been the standard in that 3A class. Again, we talk about that class with the five-class system kind of in the middle, and they drop down to that. You know, they play really good schedule. They play really tough teams. I think, they have, I think they're 28 and two, Rob. I don't know if you have that in front of you, but there's something in two. Um, they're really good. Really good. Beat City 1-0 earlier this year. Uh, I mean, you look, at that, look up and down at who they've played. They really, really challenge themselves. They're good. Uh, so again, a lot, like I said, against Regina, we've seen Solon, they're playing really well, beat Clear Creek, split a doubleheader with Clear Creek the other night. Solon has the ability to go beat these teams, um, but there's no way around it. And I'll say it on here. Both those teams got super tough draws. I mean, you're playing top three ranked teams. You got tough draws and, and they're both, you know, Solon's ranked 10th, you know, so you could see them um, getting potentially a, a, a different, maybe not as high of a ranked team, that, that's who they got. And I mean, they get, you got to beat them, but yep. assumptions really good. Uh, and then in four, a in five, a it's, it's the rematches, Rob, presumably clear Creek would get Marion yep. uh, potentially, I should say uh, North Marion would have North Scott clear Creek would have watch that clear Creek 
semifinal game. They get a bye, and then they could have Xavier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a sneaky game yeah. uh, for Clear Creek. Xavier is right around 500, but again, the Valley is very good. Uh, they've beaten some good teams. Um, they, so that's, that's a sneaky game. Um, Xavier is well coached, always good team. So watch that one, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm predicting that Marion Clear Creek final Marion swept him in the season opener. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look too much into that Clear Creek's much different team. Um, Liberty again, Kara Myers has been out with a sprained ankle for Liberty, which, which makes a huge difference. She's a dominator potential to dominate. Um, a really good pitcher. You lose your number one pitcher in softball. It's a huge thing, but I still can foresee Liberty's good enough. Um, and she hopes to be back for the postseason. We'll see, but I still foresee a Liberty Kennedy um, regional final there, Rob. They've obviously, they, they actually had their game range shortened, uh, doubleheader range shortened last week, but um, they those two teams play each other every year. They played last year in the regional final in a, Great extra inning game. Um, so, again, teams that know each other well. Kennedy's very good. Uh, they have a really good pitcher, Jamie Sheck. So, that's what I anticipate. And then in in five, in the other 5A, uh, City and Prairie. Again, another potential conference. All three of those conference, potential conference rematches uh, in the regional final. Uh, and City and Prairie just played, too, last week. Really good doubleheader. I think City won. 2-0 and 3-1, but but got you know some late hits in those to win that. And I've seen Prairie, saw Prairie earlier against Liberty in another really good doubleheader. They're very good. Good pitching, good pitching, uh, good defensively, um, really good at the top of their lineup hitting-wise, but just a really complete team. So those are three potential really good regional finals against teams that they all know really well. So that'll be interesting to see, Rob. But um, those are out. You can check them out. You can see times, dates, places. And a lot of that will be to, to, is to be determined based on who wins, obviously going forward, but you can at least see the roads that are out in front of those teams. Yep. And all people can keep up to date with all that stuff at yourprepsports.com, all the matchups, previews, things like that. And, uh, we will follow along as well on the seven nation podcast. And each week talk about, uh, where we are uh, in the postseason and who's doing what. Um, but we're getting down to it now, man. Yeah, once it we, – we get this week, Rob, and it's always – it always hits me because it's – especially this year with um, the fourth on a Sunday, we're going to – we come out that next week and it's – we got a bunch of baseball and even some regular season softball still in the Valley mm-hmm. um, on the fifth as they wrap it up. And then, boom. On Tuesday, we are into postseason softball in, in 2A and 3A. And then it's just Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday even, because those, those semifinals in 5A and 4A are on, on Saturday the 10th. And then the next week, Monday, Tuesday, regional finals. So, I mean, we'll have a state tournament field by, you know, weather, weather permitting, weather pending, obviously, you know, by the 13th. So we come out of the 4th of July weekend – Rob and I'll watch some fireworks or do whatever we do on the fourth. And then it's a lot of softball that next and and baseball is kind of in that stretch. I said a lot of really good baseball and in that stretch, we'll have some people out myself included at some, some baseball games 
in that stretch. Um, and we won't, you know, totally get away from baseball, obviously, and we'll have you know baseball stories up, but then baseball really gets cranking um, that week that the, right as the regional finals, regional finals end for softball that week of the 12th uh, postseason baseball really gets going. So it's here. It's almost here. It'll be here before we know it. Look forward to it. Stay up to date with everything on yourprepsports.com. And Ryan and I will be back to talk to you on the next Seven Nation podcast. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye, everybody.